What's up, everybody? Terminal Transmissions coming at you again. I'm Danny. I'm Garrett. Uh, Terminal Transmissions is your twice-weekly pop culture podcast. We like to talk about the biggest news in TV, uh, science and technology, video games, and movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is episode 38, and today we're going to talk about uh, the potential for an Overwatch TV series. Yes. Uh, we're going to get into uh, a new protein that was discovered, which is a key for spinal cord repair, which is super rad. It is very cool. Uh, a little video game I discovered uh, that's an upcoming project called Project White, which looks super cool. And then, of course, uh, Doctor Strange came out. So we're going to do a little sort of review slash discussion. That's probably going to be spoilerific. So you can just listen to the first three segments and then turn it off if you want to. <laughs> right. Also, Project White is like W-I-G-H-T, like a ghost. Right. Like not Project like the color. It's white, white, not white. <laughs> yes. So in TV, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about um, the potential for an Overwatch TV series. Now, as you know, anyone who listens to us regularly knows that we are super hyped up on like rumors and, mm-hmm. you know, grains of salt and, <laughs> and whatnot. So basically, uh, Activision Blizzard Studios, which is a separate entity from the video game company itself that actually is intended to do, you know, TV series or movies or whatever. Right. They recently released uh, a Skylanders TV series on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, which is based on, for those of you who don't know, there's a video game uh, called Skylanders owned by the same company as Overwatch. Uh, and it's basically, you know, it's a kid's video game where you buy all these little figurines mm-hmm. and then you can sort of scan these characters into the game. Right. And then whatever whatever figurines, action figures you have in real life, you can then play in the game. And they have different abilities and et cetera. Cool. It's Super really, really cool. cool. And it spawned a whole bunch of clones mm-hmm. like uh, Lego Dimensions and uh, Disney Infinity. Right. Uh, and I feel like there's one other one, but anyway, irrelevant. Uh, it's hard, the most successful one. Right. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, Disney Disney was doing well. With theirs, and then they actually had to, ta- they, they shut it down. Right. Which kind of came as a huge surprise to me because it was awesome. Yeah. I actually did a bit the other day. I was talking to, I think it was James mm-hmm. uh, Stillwell, and I said something, I don't remember what we were talking about, but I said, yeah, they can do it well because Disney has like infinity dollars, but they don't have Disney infinity dollars though. <laughs> it's true. But I digress. So uh, Skylanders Academy premiered last week. Uh, it came out on Netflix, and apparently it's been hugely well-received. That's awesome. Um, I'm sure a lot of it is that it brought over fans from the game. Sure. Which is a huge influx, but it's done really well. It's gotten good reviews. It's mm-hmm. getting a, a ton of actual, like, people are actually watching it on Netflix. So uh, Activision Blizzard Studios is like, hey, you know, we can do the same thing with other games. Namely, uh, StarCraft and Overwatch. Fuck yeah. Now, I don't dislike the idea of a StarCraft movie or TV series, no, but... All. If you if you care about Overwatch at all and you've watched any of the character shorts that they right, released, right? Please make an Overwatch TV series. <laughs> yeah, actually, in fact, I, uh, I I've said it twice already on my personal Facebook that when when they had shorts come out that it's like, guys, you already made a Warcraft movie, like quit fucking around. You're making these shorts; they're absolutely incredible. I feel like they just keep getting better yeah. as well, and they already were awesome. The very first one that they came out with was incredible. 
And then this new one. So so just the other day, and we're going to talk about it in our next episode, but they came out with a new short called Infiltration, and it's wonderful. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and Dragons was, was I, I feel like and Dragons should get some rewards. Last Bastion? No. <laughs> that noise that he made says it all, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, so honestly, even if you don't play Overwatch... Just go watch if you if you like Pixar movies at all, right? Yeah. Uh, just go watch all of the Overwatch shorts on YouTube because they are phenomenal. Yeah, Blizzard's done a really good job of taking they they took a game that doesn't have a lot of story to it, really, kind of in the same way that Team Fort did, which which Team Fort was a huge influence on Overwatch, and they have kind of built out of clay an actual world, right. which is really really cool and. It's really neat because Overwatch has a whole mess of characters, but each one has a personality that really shines through. Even in the gameplay, even in like the little, little voice lines that they do and what have you, their emotes, their skins. And it really is cool and adds a nice touch that I think has honestly really contributed to Overwatch's success. Yeah, and so far all we've had is the shorts that have been released, mm-hmm. and not every character has one yet. The comic books that have been released, right. not every character has one yet. And then just whatever sort of lore from the game or like mm-hmm. websites that Blizzard has put out. Right. We really know nothing about this world, mm-hmm. even to the point that Volskaya Industries, mm-hmm. the map up until this point, never even occurred to me that that was a character. Right. I didn't even, it didn't, just didn't matter to me because it was right. the name of a map. Right. Uh, and then in the Sombra short, Infiltration, we met Volskaya. Yeah. Which it's is the person. woman who fucking owns Volskaya Industries. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, Duh, it's a person. Right. Uh, but yeah, we know like nothing about like, we haven't actually yeah. met the dude who owns Lumerico. Mm-hmm. We don't know nothing about nothing. Yeah. And there's so much potential there. Yeah. As much as it would be cool to get a movie, I think that they should do a, a TV series. I, did, I agree. And and it's really neat because we've already seen in the in the comic books and a little bit of lore. So there's a history here. You know, there's a whole world and there's a whole history where there uh, a lot of the characters like Soldier and Reaper, Anna, Reinhardt. They were in this whole other crew of Overwatch that was, I don't know, 30 years or so. I don't know. I, I don't know exactly when it's supposed to be. It was a Westworld number of years ago. <laughs> yeah. And so you have all of that. You have all of that that you could explore. You could do the Star Wars thing, right? You could jump around. You could right, jump around in right. timelines. You could, you, could, you could do a show that's just the original timeline of, uh, or not even timeline, but just the original era of right. overwatch and you could get all into the um the omnix and stuff which has been touched on but we haven't seen a lot of it because we're in, in the game you're you're playing the the later days what you could do and bear with me here mm-hmm. so i what i want is a a present day air quotes present day uh overwatch netflix series that's not cgi i want it to be like traditional animation uh-huh. but i think that a non-theatrical released anthology film like the Animatrix or that that Batman movie that explores some of the other stuff like the Omnic Crisis or the original team. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be fucking right. That would be really cool. I know, I'm going with like crazy ambitious ideas here, but Blizzard, I know Blizzard, you know, the the higher-ups of Blizzard listen to our podcast every day. Of course. So when you hear this, just take into consideration. Like, that would be cool. (laughs) But yeah, it would be be really neat. And I think that, yeah, just as Skylanders is being well-received, I... I absolutely know that that Overwatch would be well received as a TV show oh, already. Yeah. If you can just keep it up with the, the the quality that the shorts have been right. If you could just hit that, which you already have shown that you can do, and just fully more explore some of these storylines, I think that it would do wonderfully well. Yeah, I hope it happens. I mean, it seems incredibly likely that it will. Yeah, the only I mean it. it 
something is going to come of it, mm-hmm. but it might just be that they keep doing shorts. Right. Because they did mention that they're treading very carefully. And mm-hmm. they said basically like whether it be movies, TV or shorts. Right. We do want to do something. So in theory, they could just continue making short films on YouTube, sure. which is fine. Yeah. But I just I'm, I'm thirsty. Right. Yeah. It's, I it's, want it's, more. It, well, and it's also one of those things that it's like. It's just a missed opportunity at that yeah. point. I'm, like, I'm the Veruca Salt of Overwatch lore. <laughs> so in science, we are going to talk again about some paralysis and spinal cord things, some therapies, which is really, really neat. And we've, we've touched on it before, different stuff. This is a different thing, and, and it's really neat. Yeah, I, I think it's cool just because I'm excited about, you know, post-health crises mm-hmm. and also just, you know helping people who already have conditions but obviously it hits closer to home for you than it does for me yeah but i still think it's fucking super cool yeah it's absolutely cool so yeah scientists at duke have found a protein that is important in spinal cord repair so zebrafish have the ability to fully repair their spinal cords even when they're completely severed which is nuts because humans just cannot do that we we don't do it once it's severed you're just fucked yeah once it's severed you're, you're done they can try to help you out. And we've talked about some of that stuff before, you know, getting into like exosuits and stuff. But this is trying to actually repair the spinal cord, which is fucking dope. So anyway, it's really neat because zebrafish, it's, it's really neat what they do. They form, they actually form a bridge within their spinal cord, which, and there's a whole mess of science that I don't really understand, but they broke it down for me. <laughs> At with least pretty, you're honest. Yeah. They broke it down for me with pretty pictures that I can. Oh, I can, that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Why go to Infographics. <laughs> yeah. Basically, what their spinal cord does is it forms a bridge, and then new nerve cells actually just use that bridge to rejoin, and voila. Eight weeks later, give or take, you have a completely repaired... Spinal cord. Yeah, you're, you're, you've solved paralysis, zebrafish, killing the game. So wild. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and it's nuts because, like, I legitimately until i found this i i didn't know that any creature could do that i had no idea i i thought that once a spinal cord was severed in any organism yeah that you were done zebrafish say fuck that not getting paralyzed they're gonna heal so wild yeah so this is really neat because they, they found this protein that does this and they started doing some some experiments and what have you uh just with cells not not actually with humans yet not even even with mammals yet right because that's the problem is that fish are, are much different from mammals and it doesn't, it, this isn't the cure and it's not like that. Like it's, it's more, mammals are much more complex, right. but it's really neat that they were getting into that. This could potentially pave the way for us understanding how to do it with mammals. Right. And then we could potentially years from now with this as the basis, we could actually cure paralysis. Which is fucking wild yeah. to think about. Yeah, even even for people that are, yeah, like you were saying, like people that are paralyzed like right now, yep. like they could figure this shit out in our lifetime, and just like, oh, you're not paralyzed anymore. Yep. We just we just injected some of these proteins into your into your spinal cord, and your spinal cord just knit itself back together. That's fucking awesome. I love it. Yep. I, I think that's so fucking cool. Yeah, it's not the complete answer, but it's it's a start and step and in the right direction. Yeah, and it's and it's a really cool discovery. So. We, we shall see, and hopefully we do. Hopefully we see it in our lifetime. That would be fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. It's that same thing. We're riding the line. <sighs> Here we go. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to die like tomorrow. <laughs> right. I'm going to die before we even upload this. So hopefully that technology comes out manana. Yeah. 
cool. So getting into video games, uh, I wanted to talk about an upcoming project uh, that I found out about recently. It's being made by some dudes who worked on some older games in the Battlefield series. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called Project White. And again, like we said at the beginning, it's W-I-G-H-T. So it's, yeah, it's uh, David Goldfarb and Ben Cousins who work together on uh, Bad Company 2, okay. which is like a hugely popular yeah, game. Yeah, that game is dope. Uh, so they're working on this new game, which is basically where the player plays as like an intelligent monster. So the entire game is from the perspective of the the creature, uh-huh. um, and they're being like pushed to extinction by humanity. Oh. So basically, you know, there's uh, I only vaguely remember the time frame, but I think it's like medieval times. So okay. there's like knights out trying to kill you, and you have to like use your monster powers to I like, like it. sneak around and like fly, or, like they can glide and like okay. jump on people and like do moves and like all kinds of shit. Um, but it looks super rad. They released like a very very early. It almost seems like concept gameplay, like not even like right. pre-alpha. Right. Um, but it looks awesome. So throughout the different stages of the game, mm-hmm. you play as different life cycle phases of this monster. Okay. So like you play as like a like a infantile monster who can only basically like run and hide. Uh, uh, and then you play as like an adolescent who can like do more stuff. And you can play as like an ancient who is just like all powerful and can like just do all these crazy powers. It, it seems really cool because... There have been games where you have played as, like, a, quote, monster. Right. But it's always been only, like, a small part of the game. Right. I fucking loved Evolve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Evolve Evolved had it uh, as as part of the game. Um, Dying Light had a right. mode where you right. could play as, like, the main, like, giant, like, mm-hmm. basically the T-Virus zombies. Right. Geist, um, Geist kind of had that. Yeah, yeah, But this is, like, straight up the whole game you play as, like, a monster. And, like, mm-hmm. crawling on all fours perspective, which is totally new. Um <laughs> That's fucking dope. Yeah, but it looks really cool. Like I said, if you watch the gameplay, uh, you can see like the monster have like crawling through tiny spaces to like escape, and like literally, like I said, gliding and like throwing humans and like biting their necks and ripping their throats out and like using a roar attack to like knock them back and all this other shit. It looks like a lot of fun, and this is super super early. Okay. Um. So I think it could be really really cool. I yeah. mean, I don't you know. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I think it has potential to be very cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I like it. And I like I like when people make video games that are different, you know, and sometimes they flop. Uh, but, you know, sometimes... Was that, a, was that a dig? Was that a No Man's Sky dig? <laughs> it might have been. Uh, but yeah, and, and but sometimes it's super cool and sometimes it leads to enormous, you know, breakthroughs in video games. Right. It changes genres. Uh, what's really funny about that is like, as uh, just a tiny little anecdote, like I, I saw a thing a, a few months back where, uh, it was from, I don't remember which gaming magazine, but it was, it was from like a big publication mm-hmm. and, uh, it was talking about, I don't remember which game it was, but it was like the first game that had the controller scheme set up with, uh, basically what every game has now, which right. is like, um, left stick being like movement and mm-hmm. then right stick being like orienting your, your viewpoint. And, uh, I forget what exactly it said, but it was basically like, well, this is fucking weird. And I don't know why they did the, did it like this. Right. You know, basically like, oh, like these fucking idiots set, set this weird controller scheme up and like, like totally shot themselves in the foot. And it's literally every game now has that exact controller. Scheme. If you don't, you're stupid. Yep. Like it's it basically he was like backwards on it. Um and so that that really like hit me hard, and then it's like that's kind of how games are. Like every once in a while, and it's pretty rare, but every once in a while, a game comes out that's just like, oh, well, you just created a whole new genre, right? Kind of like we just talked about, kind of like uh, with Skylanders. 
Skylanders kind of did it. Um, I mean, I guess they did. Right. I, I mean, I guess they like just because Disney Infinity flopped or didn't even flop, it just got canceled. But like they did. There's 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 other games now that's like I'm gonna go buy this thing and then I'm gonna come come put it like on a pad and then it creates a character for me. But yeah, like that someone just came up with that one day. I'm like, what if we did that? Pokemon. It's like, what if we have a game where your character doesn't really do anything, but they go capture monsters and then those monsters fuck other monsters up. Right. Someone said that one day and other people probably were like, that's fucking dumb, dude. No one wants to do that. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's really cool. So I, I like the idea of something like that, like getting to play as a monster. That sounds fucking cool to me. Yeah, you should check out the video. It looks really rad. Like, especially when you see, like, the adolescent gameplay where he definitely has, like, more abilities. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, he, like, glides and, like, gets them. It looks super fucking cool. Yeah. I, I'm down. Do you know if they're going to do it as one specific type of monster? Or are you going to be, like, doing, di- like, oh, I'm doing Frankenstein's monster this time, but this time I'm a vampire. No, it's it's one specific type of monster that's, mm-hmm. like, close to extinction. Oh, okay. uh, And there's, like, very few of them left and very few, like, safe places for them left oh. in the world. And you're basically being hunted. That's um, like in the demo, when you and you start as like a, like an infant or an adolescent, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure which, um, but you're in like a cave. And as you like walk out of this cave around the corner, you see like these like knights and they're like b- basically like bisecting like your father. Oh, geez. Like he's like he's like tied up and they're just like chopping him in half with a sword. Jeez. And then you have to like run off and hide. Very um, I am legend. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But you're, you're seeing it from the perspective of the monster. And that was like something one of the guys said. Uh, they did a really, really short interview with Kotaku about this. Uh, and he said, um, I always side with the monster uh, and the underdog. And this is a way to invert the traditional idea of right. being a hero. Yeah. And I think that's super fucking cool. So I'm yeah. excited about it. Hopefully we see more relatively soon. Oh, I don't, yeah. I'm don't. i tired of this, like, waiting eight ga- years for games to yeah. come out. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. We'll keep an eye out and, you know, probably talk about it again as, as news develops. Yeah. So getting into movies, uh, Doctor Strange finally came out. Yeah. We went and saw it uh, on Thursday, early release. Fuck yeah, we did. And it was fucking phenomenal. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it was easily in my, I would say my top three Marvel movies. Yeah? Um, like, it was so damn good. Mm-hmm. Everything about it, like the story was good, the characters were great, the CGI was awesome, the soundtrack was fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah. It, the, it was just all of it was rad. The magic yeah. was good. His yeah. actual like development from being like, Okay, so I'm going to say spoilers again, just in case, because we're going to get into plot points, but um, mm-hmm. his actual development at, from going from, like, Stephen Strange to, like, he doesn't get the title Sorcerer Supreme in the movie, mm-hmm. but he basically becomes the Sorcerer Supreme, sort of. Right. Just in the in the sense that the actual Sorcerer Supreme is gone by the end, and he's the only one, really, who can fill the shoes. Right. Um, he did He did get a Sanctum Sanctorum, which in the movie... There's three of them. There's three of them, but he was officially, by the, at the time, living Sorcerer Supreme, was given control of one. The and, New York-specific one, which he, is... The one that he has in the comics. Yeah. And in the comics, um, we, we talked so, about it. Yeah, maybe we're misremembering, but I swear, both of us swear there was only ever one. It yeah. was, like, his thing. Like, he made... Yeah. A sanctum sanctorum for yeah. himself. I think that I think in the comics he just built it. I don't think that it had any. I yeah. don't think it was like a society. Yeah, but yeah, in things. the uh, in the in the movie, there's three of them around Earth, and they're kind of like the galactic ley lines, as it were. Mm-hmm. The the way the power waypoints around Earth that basically protect us from magical entities attacking yeah. Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you destroy all three of them, you then open up Earth to attack. Mm-hmm. But anywho, 
Yeah, dude. The it was choreography, dope. like there was a lot of martial arts in it. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of like Matrix magic, like they were fighting, but also just like hitting each other with spells. Yeah, it was awesome. I I really liked it. I uh, I it, honestly I I didn't know that it was gonna have so much like kung fu in it. And yeah. I fucking love it. It had a fuck ton. Yeah, they they also did like a lot of like Inception esque stuff where they just started like they would hit hit, hit a magic thing and it would the buildings would it was just, start sliding. It sideways. was just new Fractalsburg. <laughs> yeah, and it was all it was really cool because the first time they did it, I was like, okay, well, that's pretty neat. I didn't realize that it was going to be like, oh, this is just how these dudes fight. Yeah. When they fight, they just bend reality, and then you just have to, like, fight on the ceiling now. Yeah. It's like an okay. attack. Like, you're, yeah. like, trying to run away, and then they flip reality so that your right is down, and then you just fall. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, gotcha. Yeah, and it's awesome. But they they also, they, yeah, they did a really good job of all of the magical effects, and they, they did, like, trigrams and stuff, and, and just real real neat Real neat stuff, and they showed a lot of the artifacts, which was something that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, a lot of artifacts yeah. they showed. Yeah, it like it was a plot point. Yeah, and I think that makes sense to kind of explain like the Eye of Agamotto and mm-hmm. his cape and all that shit is right. to be like we have these magical relics that like do their own cool shit. Yeah, and there's tons of them. Yeah, yeah, and they kind of have to pick you and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it was very. Uh, so I've I've a lot. I've done been doing this bit where I've described the movie as I've called it Crouching Matrix Hidden Potter. <laughs> Uh, and that, I feel like that is a very good description of the movie, but it is very, so I, I didn't read any reviews before it came out, but I saw an article, um, which might've been Polygon or Nerdist, but it was titled like, Dr. Strange is the wizarding world of Marvel. Yeah. It totally is. It it absolutely is. It's, it's channeling Harry Potter hard of just this, like this fucking random ass dude is just thrown into like magic town and he's like, whoa. Yeah, it it turns out that there's this whole other society that's operating within the same space of of Earth, we the, just, you know, and yeah, no one knows. And yeah. then it's just like right there and it's happening all around us. And you just can't see it because you don't know where to look. Yep. And in, in, in that regard, it's the it's the same the same thing as Harry Potter It's like right. or Vampire the Masquerade mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, this whole thing. It's the same Earth. Y'all are just too dumb. Yeah. And then it's also another direct parallel is the artifact choosing you mm-hmm. like how the wand oh, chooses right, you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it was so cool, man. God yeah. damn. It was very, very cool. I, I think that, um, Cumberbatch is pretty hit or miss, but I think that he nailed this one. Yeah. He, what I really liked about it, which honestly I wasn't expecting too much was just how comedic it was and how comedic he was. Yeah. In the yeah. Role that I, I was not really expecting because, and this is this is kind of funny because I, we had talked about this, Danny and I did that. I I think that it was kind of it might have been a little weird for people that aren't used to Doctor Strange in the comics, just how like sarcastic he is, right? Because I think that they expect him to be like this wise old guy, and he's I mean he is that, but he's also like kind of a dick, yeah. And so yeah, like he's we were, very like arrogant and full of himself, right? Yeah, it was really neat, and we, and we we talked about it right right after the movie that it's kind of weird, and and I said that I felt like in a very strange way it was simultaneously a movie that served as just a normal origin story for people that had no idea who Doctor Strange is or what his backstory is, and and just taking that and get getting everyone up to date so that he can be in the other movies and that he can be in the universe. Cool. But simultaneously, and almost more importantly, 
it served as like fan service for everyone who actually really likes Doctor Strange and knows who he is. Right. And it did both at the same time, which I think is really hard to do. But it was awesome because I feel like the movie's accessible to people who have no idea who Doctor Strange yeah, is. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Like, I'm a little bit... Bias isn't the right word. I, I kind of have like rose-colored glasses about it because he's one of my mm-hmm. favorite characters so it's hard for me to see from the perspective of someone who doesn't know about him right but i felt like it would be very accessible yeah everyone did a great job i you know dr strange being one of my favorite characters and not really liking benedict cumberbatch that much right i was nervous for a long time Yeah, you really were um but he killed it he killed yeah. it rachel mcadams killed it oh yeah tilda swinton as the ancient one was actually fucking way better than i ever could have imagined she was gonna be <laughs> yeah. um Chiwetel, she also looked just like a goddamn alien yeah she did <laughs> uh yeah tilda swinton with a shorn head is just straight out of a ufo well it's funny because you know i know that there was a lot of flack because that character was whitewashed and everything but it's mm-hmm. like while I get that and I totally respect that and I and I do like see the problem there, one hundred percent, that character in the comics is a goddamn. It looks like an alien, right? And so it's like they Tilda Swinton without hair looks like a goddamn alien. She didn't. She like doesn't. She doesn't look normal and she doesn't look natural. And so I'm perfectly. I was like, I, like I'm okay with it because it almost isn't like an ethnic thing at this point. It's just that they needed a weird looking fucking person. Well, they kind of shot themselves in the foot then when they went out of their way to ex- explain that she was Celtic in the movie. Oh, did they say Celtic? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Never mind. I didn't catch that. Well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so she did a great job. Uh, Chiwetelogy Four did a great job as Mordo. Uh, Benedict Wong did a great job as Wong. He mm-hmm. was only in a few scenes, but it was funny as fuck. All yeah. of his scenes, like his interactions with Stephen Strange were so good. Yeah. Um, and it was great. And then to get in even to further spoiler territory, we did get the second to last Infinity Stone reveal. Yeah, yeah. So we only have one more, which I'm assuming will probably be in Thor 3, but mm-hmm. we're hoping we'll be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And we can we can go off on a little tangent at the end of this segment about that. Yeah. Uh, but then also, so they actually, real heavy spoilers, guys, Dormammu, which is sort of the big, the big Thanos of the mystic universe in right. Doctor Sh- or in Marvel. Right. Uh, he is actually in the movie mm-hmm. and he fucking looks cool as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, they did he's such the, a good job with his character design. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like the big bad of, of magic, whereas Thanos is like the big bad of cosmic cosmic right yeah and yeah they did a fantastic job of him and that's what we were talking about is like it's kind of funny because he's normally infernal right and uh they they took him in a completely different direction where i mean he's still like infernal but instead of the normal themes of like fire and shit horns they made him like he had like a space realm yeah he was was basically like he was basically like sort of like entropy Mm -hmm. space god yeah as opposed to being like demonic fire hell face man yeah which i liked i I like i actually liked how they did it it was it looked real weird and real creepy yeah uh i liked it and he had a sense of like ugh, like this this is not who you want to be tangling yeah he had a weird ripple face too (laughs) yeah and uh dr strange was awesome and was doing time to him and that scene was one of the best scenes in a marvel movie yet oh yeah the actual like face off between Dormammu and Strange is it was so good and it was it was yeah. cool and mm-hmm. hilarious at the same time. Yeah, it was awesome because it it felt like something that would be in a strange comic book. Right. Because, you know, he didn't do the normal thing of like going in there and just oh, I'm going to go in there and throw fire and lightning at him and we're going to face off. And it's like, no, Doctor Strange can't yeah, outsmarted him. Yeah, yeah, Doctor Strange can't beat beat him up. So I was I was really really nervous as to how they were going to do that. 
And then, yeah, it was just that he actually outsmarted him. He was clever. And that was it. Right. And it's like, that's that's a Doctor Strange storyline. 100%. Love it. So, and then the one thing we wanted to sort of go off on a tangent about is our hopes and dreams for the future of mm-hmm. this phase uh, leading up to Infinity War. So, we do see the Time Stone is revealed as right. being in the Eye of Agamotto in Doctor Strange. So, now the only one we have left Soul. is the Soul Gym. Right. Now... Again, just because of sort of the way that Thor has been the almost like the fulcrum of the Infinity Stone storyline, right, right? It seems very likely to me with Ragnarok that the Soul Gem will be in Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. But what Garrett and I are both hoping is that it's in Guardians of the Galaxy Two. The reason for that is because in the comics, the Soul Gem is like intrinsically linked to Adam Warlock. Yes. Now, a lot of people speculated that Star Lord's dad in the sequel was going to be Adam Warlock. Right. Uh, not only because of the way that his mom describes his father in the mm-hmm. first movie of like being like a be- like a being of pure light who like came down from the heavens, right. which like Adam Warlock is like a golden glowing fucking Adonis. <laughs> right. Uh, but then also there's an Easter egg in the collector's uh, collection where you see Adam Warlock's cocoon yeah. in a fucking case. Right. Now, then Kurt Russell was cast as his father. And then we were all like, this is it. That's, right. that's it. Adam right. Warlock and the soul gym. And that's it. Right. But then we got this weird like sort of leak. That he's actually playing fucking Ego, the living planet. Right. But so Garrett and I are thinking that he's not. It's just going to be a a twist, a reveal. Right. That it is Adam Warlock and he has the soul gem and that's where the soul gem comes into play. That would be so much smarter, Kevin Feige, if you're listening. You might miss this week's episode for the first time. (laughs) But that's the way to do it. Right. That is the ultimate fan service. And I think... I I do believe that James Gunn is weird enough to actually make it Ego. Mm -hmm. But I also think that he's into fan service enough and right. dorky enough to trick us and make it that it's actually Adam Warlock. Yeah. Well, and I mean, th- th- there's a couple things there. One, they could just lie, right? Like they could just be like, oh yeah, he's definitely the living planet. Yeah, that's definitely who he is. And then it's just not. People have done that before. That's yeah. happened already with, with other studios. Marvel's never done it, but like, I, I think it would be hilarious if they did something like that. They're just like, oh, well, Sorry. Yeah, I mean, like, fucking Kit Harrington had to lie to everybody for like a year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Something like that. It's just like, yeah, uh, Kurt Russell's definitely not Adam Warlock in this movie. He's this other thing that no one knows about that's completely esoteric. Oh, no, never mind. He actually is just Adam Warlock. That would be incredible. Yeah. Uh, but two, it could totally be like both. Like they could totally do like something along those those lines. Yeah, they can write whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. They can just be like, "Ooh, Adam Warlock is like using this planet to like hide, and yeah. he just pretends to be a living planet because he's powerful as fuck." Right. And I mean, the thing is, is that ego can just like shit out like a man shaped right. piece of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's not that strange. But just using that character, I feel like, is weird. Mm-hmm. And again, if you just made like a fucking dirt man. It wouldn't be like a golden glowing being of light, like right. an angel. She just called him a fucking angel. Right. And also because it was such a big deal in the first movie of like Star-Lord's dad, who is Star-Lord's dad. That's it's already been such a big deal that it's like, well, this has to be addressed then. Like it has to be addressed at some point in the franchise. And why not do it when you already you're in a position where you need the soul gem. And in the comics, almost always Adam Warlock has the soul gem. Yeah. And it's like, so we're leading up to Infinity War. The Soul Gem's the only one that we're missing. Right. Leading up to Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where everyone was already suspecting that Adam Warlock was his father. Right. It would be asinine not to do it. Absolutely. 
That's right. like just coincidentally Bernard Lowe's fucking name is an anagram for Arnold. <laughs> right, right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I think that's enough of a tangent, even though I want to keep talking about it. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, see you next time.